previously on Anything Goes. You know, I, I come back to Joseph Campbell. Follow your bliss. Yep. You know, uh, follow your bliss. Uh, a recognition of death is a celebration of life. We're only here for a short period of time. Uh, maximize the time you've got. And, you know, trust and respect your muse. Right? I, I was watching uh, uh, Tony Bennett on Strombo there about a month ago. And uh, he was talking about uh, he had a drug addiction back in the 70s. And he talked to Lenny Bruce's manager. And uh, he said, what was it that, you know, how did Lenny, you know, deal with all this stuff? And he said, Lenny sinned against his craft. You, you can't right. You can't sin against your craft. And I think that gets back to, you know, what we were talking about was, you know, honoring your word and taking your chances. And uh, I get pissed off at myself when um, I'll throw in old material sometimes just to fill a void. Uh, because, uh, you know, you want to, you got to keep challenging yourself, you know. And when you feel like you're mailing it in or if you ever feel like you're sinning against your craft, you either reflect on it and sit back and say, okay, maybe maybe I've said what I have to say and maybe I have to explore the, the written word on the page where, you know, you don't have to depend on a laugh every 10 seconds, 30 seconds, you know. Uh, maybe you just you know explore that with, but I t- I just can't see me not walking backstage on a stormy night Wednesday somewhere in Red Deer and being psyched that I'm I'm gonna work. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's just that's what fucking makes my heart hum, man. And now let's get to a new exciting show. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Guess which host wears a shirt at the gym that says, Yes, I farted. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is another episode of Anything Goes for this week. Um, we are uh, coming to you like we do every single week here from the Sirius XM studios in downtown Toronto, right near Liberty Village or in Liberty Village. We are, uh, I don't know what, what part of, I'm not sure what part of Liberty Village that we're in, but uh, we are. And uh, it's uh, wonderful to be here this week. Uh, this week, we are going to be showcasing another interview that we did while Darren Frost and I were out in Calgary working the comedy Yuck Yucks Club out there. And uh, what can I say? Uh, we were talking to Chris Nanaroni this week. And um, if you don't know Chris, he's a, a Western comic uh, and uh, he's the host of the show Burger Wars. And. Um, I'm going to just uh, quickly throw to uh, the interview that we did with him. And, uh, oh, actually, before uh, we get to that, I'm going to mention that uh, Darren Frost, you can see him uh, on New Year's Eve uh, at the Elgin Street Yuck Yucks Club in Ottawa. He will be performing there on New Year's with uh, Derek's again. So if you would like to go and check out Darren, uh, please go and do that. 
and uh, approach them afterwards and uh, tell them, uh, hi, how are you, and how much you love and listen to the show, and uh, buy a DVD from him. And uh, what else can I say? Uh, I am still New Year's Eve free, uh, gig-wise. Uh, you can. It would be horrible, actually, if I got a gig, and then all of a sudden I get a flood of phone calls, but I doubt that will happen anyways. But, um, hey, if you'd like me to come over to your house and I can party there, uh, who wouldn't who would want a uh, a third rate uh, hack comedian uh, doing a, a showing up at your party and uh, and eventually having to tell your friends that this was a bad idea inviting me over and then uh, gradually calling me a cab and kicking me out um, or yeah we'll say gradually I hope you'll be polite so let's get to this interview with uh, Darren Frost myself and Chris Nanaroni all the way from Calgary we start off by talking about being on the road comedy and then we get into his show burger wars that can be seen on cmt take it away guys the, uh, one of the kids put up a picture on um facebook about being on tour in saskatchewan he had a picture from the windshield of the car yeah i've taken so many of those pictures of and it was this long white frozen highway tundra thank yeah. god i got there alive the car didn't go in the ditch and i yeah. just sat there thick and looking at that picture going my god how many times have i done that how many times literally <laughs> spun out in the middle of the highway <sighs> and still got my, you my the car over Never flipped it over, no. Right. But I've spun it out into the ditch. Sure. But in, into the ditch, wow. And my biggest concern was getting to the gig. Not yeah. staying alive. Yeah, of course. Right. Not being late and showing yeah. up to the gig. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I couldn't sit in the car with that kid. And him having that story to tell his future friends or sure. his kid or his wife or whatever. Going, well, I remember this one time I was driving on the highway and it was all snow. Look, I'll show you a picture. Like, God, you don't know how many times I've done that. Right. Like the past semis and you know this past semis in the middle of the afternoon, uh, middle of the afternoon, oh. middle of the e evening, four or five o'clock in the morning, yeah. and just seconds go by to cut in front of the other guy before he gets squashed. Right. Yeah. More than once. On one drive. Well, the, the most interesting thing, too, is uh, a lot of people don't understand out here is when the snow comes, like, because of the mountains, sometimes you can't even get to a gig because you can't get over the mountain. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, people just go, oh, you, know, you just take it a little time. You take your time. No, no, no. They shut the road down. Mm -hmm. Like, at Revelstoke, they close it down. You can't get past there. You are stuck there. It doesn't only have to be the mountains, Darren. I mean, I got shut down going to uh, Brooks. Brooks is 45 minutes away on a perfect day. On a day like today, we could both go over there and have lunch and come back. Okay. I got shut down. I had to go through four roadblocks, and it still took me three hours to get to Brooks on wow. one, one January for, uh, for a Christmas, January, for Christmas uh, gig, December, yeah. just before Christmas. They did this thing every year, and uh, there was a roadblock just outside Strathmore, just outside of Calgary. And then 20 minutes down the road, there was another roadblock. 20 minutes down the road, there was another road. Like, I don't know why all these RCMPs were out there. Eventually, all of the turns that I took, I ended up on the highway, stuck behind five semis. Nobody was moving. We actually stopped there. Now, the semis can leave their trucks running because yeah. that's what they're designed to do. Right. I had to park right behind two trucks. And the snow drift that came up, I was there for three hours. Uh. Before they started to move slowly. And then I, I just literally pulled in the parking lot, went straight up on stage. Yeah, that was my only concern. I made the gig and made the gig. I was like, no, I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't even entertain it. You don't have enough money for me to even do that. I know. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the yeah, the older you get, you the more sort of perspective you have, and you kind of you know, you sort of I think you you pick your battles more, and you realize, well, yeah, this is not uh, this is not 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 worth it like no, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when we're younger, we all uh, and I don't want to sound like we're a hundred years old because we obviously still have love for it and everything. Right. But the fact is that after you've done it so many times. Yeah. It's like, what is the attraction anymore? Like, give me something else. Give me something that's going to turn my crank. Like, I would have do workshops, and you guys have all done workshops for the young guys. Yep. When they're coming up, I keep telling them, when you get to a certain point, you have to ask yourself these questions. Why are you doing this? Right. What's motivating you? I had a kid in a workshop years ago, 
the first thing out of his mouth was, so when do we get the hookers and blow? <laughs> was he <laughs> serious? Was he, about? he was serious. He oh. was only in comedy because he wanted to be Eddie Murphy. Oh. When do the hookers and blow show up? I said, bro, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? Is that why you're in this business? Did you tell him that you don't have to do comedy to do get hookers and blows? <laughs> you can get hookers and blow anywhere you want. You're going to have to pay for it. it in the oil well, industry. No, he don't wanted work. it for free. He thought people oh. were just come up to him because oh. he's on stage. And the hookers are going to blow him, and he's going to get blown and everything else. Like, you're dreaming, my friend. Yeah. That's not the reason to get in this business. I mean, you ask any of my friends that are in comedy, none of us started it because of the money. Right. Because yeah. we, well, you can't. We wanted to do it. We had to do it. It was an outlet for us. It was something that we discovered that we really wanted to do. Even myself, when I started doing stand-up X amount of years ago, I mean, I, I was acting before that. And you, Darren, you know this. Sure. I was doing film and television work, and that was my first foray and my passion into the business then stand-up was offered to me it wasn't really offered to me but i started to look at it as a as a possible way to make some money it was never a dream in the back of my head at five years old and i've been called out on that one yeah. person did an interview goes i can't believe you're a stand-up comedian if you've never wanted to do it since you were born what are you talking about it was just something i never thought i could ever do right because it intimidated me so much when an agent of mine said that you should try it because all the parts that i was getting back then way back in the day were all bad guys yeah and right. i was going up against Real bad guys. Right. Like, I'm a fake bad guy. Sure. But when I'm reading next to a Hell's Angel, I just got out of jail. Right. I mean, I'd pick that guy over me. Yeah. So when right. I started, I thought, I'm going to uh, my used to try stand-up. I said, no, it's just way too terrifying for me to try. And I, I did what, you know, kids aren't doing nowadays. It's a right. totally different time for them than it was for us. I had to go to amateur night. Sure. For weeks upon weeks upon months. I had to go to the library and read books. I had to take out VHS videotapes yeah. to see how is this thing done. There's got to be a way to learn it. Now there's workshops and there's classes and there's YouTube and there's your internet and there's your iPhone. Like now starting out, kids have, you know, 10 times Get off the my comedy lawn. Exactly. Yeah. You crazy <laughs> kids, man. It's, wouldn't you want to start over now? Yeah. We, we no, would take no, over. I don't, uh, I don't know if I would want to start off. I think there's something – I think I know that I'm definitely more grounded uh, for starting the, when I did. And it is interesting. I, I like I like the fact that I've been able to see this sort of like a comedy evolve because you know I mean I remember when there was no comedy network in Canada. Yeah, sure, of course. And yeah. It, it's it, it's I think it's good to have that perspective. Mm -hmm. and it's not even that long ago that it didn't exist, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. I ten mean, ten years only, maybe ten uh, years. Well, was it ninety-seven? Maybe that it. Okay, started? maybe 90, Ninety-seven, ninety-six. Was it that long ago? I th well, it's more than ten years. Uh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. I think 97, I would say. What I mean by, by starting over is not to take apart our experiences that we have now, but where our heads are now. No, we don't want to go back. But if we are starting out as a 20-year-old or a 19-year-old, which I wasn't even that, that age when I started, right. with the naive mentality that these kids have. Like, I mean, you know this as well as I do. You can't even give these guys advice. No, well, no, you can't. You give them advice and you get into an argument. You get into a fight with these guys. Well, yeah, because their attitude a lot of times is, who the fuck are you? You're not Eddie Murphy. You're not Louis C.K. You're not, uh, you know, Bill Burr. Mm. And these are the guys. It's like I've said a thousand times, you know, uh, a lot of these comics, and I like these comics, Bill Burr and Louis C.K., but in a lot of ways what they're saying, it's not like they're the first comic to ever say it. I've heard Kenny Robinson tell me the same piece of advice 10 years ago in a car driving to a gig. Sure, It's of just course. they're not going to listen to Kenny Robinson because to them, they're not Bill Burr or Louis C.K. They're only looking at yeah, the Yeah, they two. don't have an HBO special, which right. is bullshit. You know, the gigantic, they don't think they can learn from someone mm -hmm. because that guy might be doing a gig that they are doing yeah. with them. You know? But they actually might, they might listen to Kenny Robinson if, if he was on a YouTube clip. It's almost well, that's like, just, maybe, it's maybe. like, well, but it's sort of like, you know, uh, you, you, when people were, were more likely to take your advice 
uh, if they're watching it on the internet over you actually telling it to me in person. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you it seem is a so more... bizarre. You're absolutely right. It's so bizarre. A few years ago, when was it? Like two or three years ago, the last time I was at Just for Laughs. Anyway, Louis C.K. had a, 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 a meeting. Like a, a, I don't want to say address the industry. It was an interview with Louis C.K. Right. And it was just Louis C.K. and the guy that does the movie reviews with the slick back hair and the glasses. Yeah, Richard Krause. Richard Krause and, and Louis C.K. 1,200 people. Sure. On the third day of Just for Laughs. Sure. Yeah. And they were interviewing him. And, uh, and Richard Krause asked him, was, uh, so what do you think about this, Louis? How has this all affected your impact? How has it changed your life? He goes, man, I've been doing the same thing for 25 years. I don't know why it's catching on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand what's happening. I'm not, I haven't changed. I haven't no. done anything different. No. I'm the same guy. Yep. You know, they came to me. They asked me if I want to do a sitcom. And I said, only if I get to do this, 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 and this. And I've said that since day one. And every time it was no, 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 no. This time it was, yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nothing changed in his life, in his world. He didn't do anything different. No. He didn't start standing on his head. No. He was doing the exact same shit he had done for 25 years or 30 years, whatever it was. All of a sudden, he's a flavor of the month. That you know, turns out to be not taking anything away from him. Not taking anything away from any of us. Any of us step onto a stage in a theater, in a festival, or whatever it is. You know this. Anytime, sure. Any one of us, we'll rip that room in half. Yeah. We go into a bar in Red Deer with 12 friggin' drunks <laughs> and rednecks, and they're no. going to stare at us and go, oh, when's the dancing girls come on? Like, what the fuck? That's not what I got in the business for. Yeah, they're going to rip so us That's so not half. why I got in this business. And that's so why 20 years later that I still want to be in the business because, again, that love affair, it's starting, it's, I don't know, it's just starting to not be as strong anymore. So my wandering eye is going off to what else can I get? What else can I do? It's always going to be there. Right. Sure. I mean, it's a muscle that I always like. If I miss the gym for three weeks, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be sore. But I still know how to ride a bike. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. It's not my consuming my every single day and every single thought. When we met way back in the day 20 years ago, that's all we wanted to do. It was not about money. It was about where can I get the gig? How far? 12 hours? How much? Yeah, I'm there. I'm going to go. What's, you know, all year round. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, bad I, I mean, for me, for every year that I do, like, there's times where I make 80% of my money outside of stand-up comedy, but I've always told everyone, it's like, the uh, 80% of my time is spent sometimes for only 20% of my money, which means I'm only doing that other 80% of the money to fund my ability to do what I do with 80% of my time. Exactly, and you there's know? nothing else that's going to give us that kind of freedom to sit there, sit, you know, and get into our own heads, our own space, write our own stuff, get up there, and then do it. Right. You know, that's the best thing about stand-up is we all have film background and uh, TV background where you're told what to do and where to stand. And, sure. You know, like even on my show, I get yelled at when a director says, uh, say this line this way. Then I'll say it my way, which yeah. is why I got the gig. Yeah. And then he'll actually tear me down. I told you to say it like this, but I don't speak that way. Right, right. So when you get, you know, six, seven days of that, eight sure. days of that, I'm dying to get on stage. Of course, yeah, And yeah. speak in my stupid stammer, stutter uh, bad English, bad a accent, and just get that out. Just, right. you know, like, if, for lack of a better word, just splooge and purge. <laughs> get it out of my system yeah. that I can still, okay, I can still do this. And then go back and they get abused and yelled at again, and, you know, because I didn't say it the proper way. Well, yeah, it's like that old Sam Kinison line of, like, when he was sort of, like, uh, uh, when he would go to, like, meetings and people would say, oh, we love everything about you. But now can you put on a dress and wear a wig? Uh -huh. It's just like, well, what? I thought you loved everything about me, and now you want me to be completely different. All right, that was the end of segment one that Darren Frost and I did while we were out in Calgary. We're talking to Chris Nanaroni, and uh, we are going to be right back after these words. Guess which host found blood in his vomit and thought, when did I drink all that blood? This is Anything Goes.
Or just say they're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Yeah, 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 anytime. Hi there, this is Derek Sagan, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Fuck you now. <laughs> that, that was good. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, everybody. We are back from the break, and this is Anything Goes for the week of... Actually, you know what? It doesn't even matter what week it is. The point is that you're listening to us, and you're enjoying us, and we are about to get into segment two of our conversation that Darren and I had with Chris, Chris Nanaroni while we were out in Calgary. And uh, here we are going to be talking... <laughs> we're going to be talking... Or chatting, I kind of combine chat and talk, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the opportunities of exposure, and uh, more just more talking about food and burger wars and the show that he hosts. So uh, let's get to that conversation right about now. Now, what I, I'm now, were you always like? I want to talk about about, about the the burger wars uh and some of the and some of the food shows that you're doing sure and uh i know that we're coming up to remembrance day and i see a lot of the uh the veterans out with the you know selling the poppies now i do not see a lot of the uh, burger war veterans out uh you know uh, commemorating all those that have lost their lives (laughs) (laughs) but all those people that lost their lives in the burger wars um (laughs) yes they should have a memorial we should have a memorial the veterans should just have like a big juicy burger (laughs) pin on their thing or a stain like a burger stain yeah like a heavy mayonnaise stain so you could say what it was oh this was a, a chipotle mayo that my yeah. dad lost the, the, the and race then with cut, the ch- cut to like uh interviews with kids my my dad he he sent me a note and then he just never came home and he died yeah. in the burger war yeah dear All I son have is this crusty bun to remember him by <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah dear son i hope this letter finds you well the my dad hilarious. went to five guys and fries and never came back. Yeah, what the... Yeah. the bombs are pouring overhead as I try to finish my last bite of this uh, banquet burger. <laughs> I'm not going to give in. Work. I'm going to plow through. I'm going to finish. Yeah. Now, were you, when, uh, like, doing the show, were you always, like, uh, like, how did that show come to be? Were you hired for it, or was that yes. a show that you pitched? Or No, it wasn't anything I pitched. I, uh, hosting a food show was nowhere near on my radar at all. I mean, yeah. when I got in the business, the, the only thing – that I've ever wanted to do is be on a sitcom. Right. I don't care how cheesy that sounds to anybody else. Yeah, There's the only reason I got dream. into stand-up was to get into TV. And, I, and when my, my ultimate goal was to combine it all together. Yeah. Get a good show on TV, get the exposure, get a tour, do my own thing. We've talked right. about it a hundred times, yeah. Darren and myself. Sure. That's all I wanted to do. Once you get to that level of... And, and, and the shows that I've been doing in the last six months because I've been busy touring with the TV show that I haven't done a lot of stand-up. So when I got on to do stand-up, I could only host. Because if you don't, if you're not out there all the time, that muscle gets weak, and I right. I was weak. But I, I mean, mean, but that that kind of oh sorry, I'll, I'll let you. Finish. I just want to say yeah, that yeah. some of the headliners that I worked for, the the, the uh, famous headliners, had celebrity behind them. Yeah. So they would come on, and it would it's literally I can't do it anymore. And I, you sit at the back room and go, oh my god, are you serious? The crowd would be pissing themselves, yeah, and these guys are yeah, doing horrible. the equivalent yeah. of nursery rhymes, and like, it's worse than Andrew Dice Clay back in. 30 years ago. They get, are you serious? And the only reason he's selling out seven shows is because they've seen him on TV for the last eight years. Yeah. And I thought, if I could be that whore, if I could just be that guy, <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me the p- biggest piece of shit saved by the bell <laughs> for seven years so I can go on a stage and put my friends on and do a tour across. If that's what I need to sell a room, yeah. then give it to me. Let me right. do it. 
And let me show a crowd what you know real professionals do. All the guys that I know that I came up with in 20 years will rip a room in half. Yeah. But to see this steaming piece of shit that can up there and, and, and do little dances and sure. song parodies, you know, like, oh, my God, are you serious? So, no, pitching a food show was never on, on my radar. Sitcom and everything else, yeah, and it still is, and it will never go away. Right, but, the, but I mean, like, when someone says that you're going to be – uh, like, did you look at it as like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to still be myself. It's like it's you're not playing a character on the show. You are you going to these places. Mm-hmm. Like, did that seem something like inviting? That's exactly what it was. Right. Hey, Dave, you're uh, you're right. Bang on. That's exactly the way it was approached to me. They they called me in the production company that put it together um, here in Calgary. They're called Pyramid Productions. They've yeah. been doing a lot of these kind, not these kinds of shows, but a lot of uh, entertainment based yeah, shows. Yeah, inside entertainment, inside all entertainment, that celebrity stuff. style, all these kinds of shows because they have a massive. A collection of entertainment of uh, entertainment interviews from celebrities and things, and they've had this big bank of, and they've always repackaged these shows, and they've done, they've been very very successful. They're the biggest independent producer out here in Western Canada. Right. <laughs> they had an opportunity to do something right. different. Would have been this show, a prime time show, or whatever. When they came with with the idea, but they now first of all, food shows have become almost like the new sitcoms. They are. In, they in are ubiquitous. Of, you can't get away from them. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're so massive. They're they so are massive, massive. and yes. they're so they're appealing. An easy sell. Yeah. They're 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 a show you can. Instantly sell around the world. Well, yeah. and also too, it's sort of like what I mean. The first time I saw that that show, I was like, I was like, oh, hey, cool. I go, Chris is, there. I know that guy. And then I was like, oh, what a fucking good gig that is. <laughs> like, I, I went from gig. immediately being like so happy for you to be like, oh fuck, I got to move to Calgary. Is that what I got? <laughs> and then I was just like, but then I mean, overall, I was happy for you because it was like, I was like, that's the basket. You have a chance to be you, and you're traveling, yeah. and then it's like Cunningham and Eat Street. You know, there was never a exactly. better kind of uh, merging of a type show with a, a comedian host because you need right. that kind of thing or Katucci on the, uh, the other show. You know, you, you need eat that here. kind yeah. of thing. Well, and also and that, that's the whole thing. When you're saying it, I didn't have to be myself. No, they called me and they said, "We have this idea. Would you be interested?" And the first thing that came to my head was, and I. Seriously, the first thing, not money, not anything else, is exposure. Right. Yeah, yeah. of course. I get to be on a show that's going to be on regularly. And this right. was just a pilot we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Even the screen test. And I yeah. said, yeah, I just said yes. Whatever they asked me of me, yes, yes, yes. Then we got the pilot. Yes, yes. And then we had to wait. Once we shot the pilot, we had to wait four, five, six months yeah. before we got that call. We're going to series. And we only were expecting five or six episodes. They kept telling me, Chris, if we get six, that's a good thing. Be right. happy yeah. with that. Right. Don't be greedy. We'll take it and run with that. And when I got the call, it was 14. I damn near fell, fell down. I go, and where are we going? Well, first stop is L.A. <laughs> and right, okay, exposure, TV show, L.A.? Yeah. All of those things came together, yeah. which, of course, I didn't capitalize on any of it because when you get down to L.A., you really see it. And I saw it 10 years ago before when I went down there. It's all a lie. Yeah. It's well, the biggest bullshit that's sold to the every, us anyway, the guys that want to be in that business. Yeah. And if there's guys walking around saying, oh, that's a horseshit. I don't want to be in that business. Then why are you doing this? Right. You know, like I never understood when people say uh, such and such musician or such and such comic, they sold out, they sold out. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, I, I'm in this business to sell out. That's why I'm here. Well, I think selling out is is if you're doing something that you don't want to do. Uh, I don't know. I never saw it that way. No, no, no. But I mean, that's just sort of like it's like that uh, – um, uh, when like uh, when Metallica came out with the Black Album, and you know there was like a ballad on it, and like and and there were like these hardcore old Metallica fans that were like, oh that's bullshit, they're selling out, and 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 was it Lars would always be like, well how is it, you know how is it selling out if you want more people to hear your music and you're if if they didn't want to do the Black Album and they did it and then they're like. Selling out is just doing something that you don't want Look, to do. Selling out is such a fifteen-year-old boy mentality. Exactly. It's just. That's I mean, we're artists. If, not, if they want to pay us, reality-based. If they want to pay us for something that we're going to do, even this 
this show that we're doing right here gets picked up and they want to show it somewhere, they're going to pay us for it or pay you guys for it. You're not going to sell it? Right, right. I mean, that's the whole idea of, of doing course. this. Of course, it's the exact same thing. I mean, there's this show, I don't know if... Um, there's a new radio station in Calgary. Started a month ago, 1060 Comedy. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 24-hour comedy. And they're playing comedy bits and, you know, a minute here, 30 minutes there, whatever, or 30-second clips or whatever it is. Those guys, and it's all American, obviously. 90% of it's American comics. Very rarely you hear Canadian comics. But they're not doing that for free. Somewhere, somewhere down the line, that guy got paid. Right. And if it's going to be aired on a radio station 30, 40 times a week, he's going to get paid for it. Is that selling out? That's exposure. That's getting your name out there. That's putting it out there. Musician sells a song to GM, and they run that commercial a thousand times in a week. He's getting paid. Hey, I mean, there's a reason you my know? website is Comedy Whore. I will do anything for money if I think it's funny enough and worthwhile. <laughs> I think the idea of selling out, if you really want to use it, it's like when someone has spent a whole lifetime saying one thing, and then all of a sudden for money, they do the other. For example, the kind of uh, Dennis Miller kind of weirdness of how he flipped over was very liberal and now is Republican. Mm-hmm. Some people would consider that maybe a form of selling out. Oh, only but you only know what? If- with age, he may have changed his opinion on things, or a major major thing like happened nine eleven that changes views. Yeah. I can understand that idea of selling out, but or, the, the idea of selling out of just like I want to make more money, I don't find that selling out. No, I, it's selling out is only if you're doing something that you don't want to do. In right. my opinion, it's like I mean, but those are those are if if those are not Dennis Miller's views that he's doing on stage right now. Then he's a sellout. Right. But if he is this hardcore Republican and he wants Which to hang out with Bill O'Reilly, then that's his fine and he's yeah. not selling out. But, I mean, Lars from Metallica would say selling out would be churning out the same album over and over and over again. To make sure you're to, capitalizing on that. On those success. fans. But it's like uh, – but if you people go off in a different creative direction, it's not selling out. It's just uh, another step but in them being creative. The example I always like to use is the Goo Goo Dolls is because before they were a punk band. I don't know if you know that or not. Before, and same thing with Sugar Ray too. Okay. But they were like this kind of more punky band, and they were sleeping on floors, eating cheese sandwiches. They couldn't afford rent. Uh-huh. They were like going nowhere. The guy writes one song that goes in a movie. It sells a million records. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, he's like, holy shit, we're gonna, we can pay our lifestyle like this. Yeah. And they play more music in that genre, and now they're able to have a house and live a life sure. and not have to you know, sleep on a floor. Because, look, we're all romanticizing being 21 and sleeping on a couch and it's us against the world. Yeah, sure, of course. Like he wants Ian's to throw the TV out joke. the window. Yeah, we you know, all It's like Ian's that. joke. When I was 21 or when I was you know, 12, why can't I eat hot dogs every day? And then you're 40, and you're like, why am I eating hot dogs every day? Yeah. You know, there's something to be said for that. You can't do it. No, but as we get older, we evolve, we change, our priorities become right. different. You have a family. You have, you know, I have a cat. You have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> the cat has to eat, right? Cat's well, actually, eat. the cat's at a stepmom's house, so who knows what's, yeah. what's going on litter, there. You need a litter box for but the so cat. So you do the I mean, pilot. It gets picked up for 14. You do, you're going to all these different places. And... Uh, and so just explain to people who are listening just basically what the show is because there's so many different formats of the food show. There is. There's a lot of different formats of the show. So the first half of the show is pretty much everything everybody's seen before uh, without mentioning other show names. But sure. there are other shows that uh, – the first half of the show is me getting to any town, whatever it might be, meeting a chef, and whatever that particular show is because it's a battle. It's a battle royale. It's a, we're finding the best of Pizzas, burgers, or tacos. Each episode stands alone just on that subject right. of burger or taco or pizza. I've, I, I saw the burger one, I think, that was in Toronto. Uh, Have you been to those places in Toronto? I, 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 want, I want to go. You should go. Yeah, you should yeah. go. But don't Do you remember the names of the, the places week. in Toronto yeah, that you yeah, went burger, to? Burger's Priest was one of them. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. delicious. Uh, yeah, Dangerous Dan's was another one. I've been yes. there, yeah. And Parts and Labor. I have not been to Parts and Labor. If you haven't but, seen the episode, I won't tell you what happens yeah. in them, but go to all three of them. Let me tell you. I know and not Bur- in one day. <laughs> Burger, Burger, the thing about Burger Priest is it's a, it's a very delicious 
um, smaller burger, but Dangerous Dan's is like this kind of mountain. Of, it's a monster. Yeah, monster, but it yeah. is so delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I know, I know a guy that that ate the coronary burger at Dangerous Dan's. That's what which I had. Is, yeah, and and he told me that like he he ate it, he ate the whole thing in one yeah. sitting, and then he didn't eat for two days. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> well, it was just this around. basketball, like a bowling ball in his stomach. Uh, he doesn't fool around. James is his name, not Dangerous Dan. But uh, he, he didn't even care that we were there to film. He knew we were coming. Yeah. There's no reason he didn't know that we were coming that day. He was right. late opening the place up. <laughs> he doesn't order his meat till he gets there. So yeah, it's not yeah. like he has it in the freezer the night before. Right. He gets in the morning. Then he orders it from the butcher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're telling him, like, we're getting it all set up. And, uh, okay, let's get going. Well, my meat's not here yet. Uh, when are you going to order it? When I feel like it. <laughs> Bro, we got, like, seven people here. Eight people. We got to get going. got to get rolling before you're – he couldn't care less. That guy wouldn't move fast if he was on fire. Right. So if it's a burger episode, let's use that one as an example. You okay. meet the chefs. They so cook, we meet the they chefs. They cook a burger. They cook, they cook their best burger. Right. They think it's their best burger to win a competition. Right. So it takes us four days to film one episode. Okay. So we spend one day with each place. So Dangerous Dan, Burgers Priest, or Parts and Labor. So I get in the kitchen. I see how they cook everything up. I'm right. asking the questions. The only reason I got the gig is a lot of reasons I got the gig because I'm amazing. But <laughs> Bailey, yeah. I don't know anything about cooking. I'm not a chef. I don't right. want to be which, a chef. Which, which I, is good for a host because you'll ask questions. Ask questions. I just know. ask right. as many stupid questions as I can think of. I used to work in a kitchen when I was a kid way back in the day, and I hated every second of it. Right. right. Every time I meet a chef, oh, I started in a kitchen as a dishwasher, and I loved it, and that's all I wanted to do. I can't wrap my head around that. I worked in a kitchen. It's the most chaotic place you ever want to be in yeah. in a rush. So I ask them, and they'll tell me, I use this kind of meat. I use this kind of ingredients, this kind of flavoring, this kind of bun. Why? Why is this better than that guy? So we do that three times in a row. I'll taste it. I'll give my opinion. Then I'll ask them, do you think it's the best burger to win this competition? And they'll always say yes. Where we change, where it becomes a wholly different show from everybody else, is I bring in judges. Right. And they're nine strangers, which they're really not, but they're nine strangers who come on. And in one day, judgment day, we go to all three restaurants. They sample each burger, taco, or pizza, and they pick the winner. They decide, and it's just basically – Majority wins, yeah. right? And it's that's the, the 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 honest, straightforward answer. Nobody, uh, the judging is completely uh, straightforward and up and up. Uh, we just pick the who gets the most votes. Most votes, most votes. Well, unless there's a tie. Like, does anyone like really freak out when they lose? No, like, not yet, not, not yet. at all. But we've been very disappointed sometimes. We've been disappointed in, uh, when a winner is chosen. There's actually a couple episodes if you look real close because I don't see the name until I re- uh, reveal until the winner. You read it right. When they open up the card, I'll see the name for the first time, and I've told them that not to tell me what it is. A couple of shows you'll see. I open up and go. I won't stop tape. I won't turn to, turn to my brother and go. Seriously. <laughs> Are you guys pulling my leg? Is this bullshit? What's going on? I can't because I we're running. I got to yeah. do it. But because you tasted all three, and I tasted all three. I have my own opinion. But right. So right. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. So when I see the name, I go, oh fuck, you got to be shitting me. There's right. no way this guy won. Right. And I'll turn back to the judges after we're all wrapped up and go, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, it just. But, I mean, hey, you majority never rules. Right? Majority rules. You just yeah. never know. But all of them are. Uh, I haven't had like a meal that's just oh my god, disgusting. They're right. all really good. I mean, if you try these burger joints in Toronto or even the taco ones that we yeah. went to in Toronto. They're amazing, what three, amazing. What ones did you go to in Toronto Taco? Do you remember? Yeah, we did a place called Rebozo's. There's two locations. I don't know exactly where they are okay. anymore. Um, another place called Malagro. Again, I don't know where that is. Okay. And uh, I, I can never remember the third one of these places. Yeah. But, um, oh, okay. Oh, um, Playa Cabana. And that's in a residential area. Okay. Again, they're all great. They're hey, how really do, good. How do, I know it's not your job, but how do you pick the three? Do, is, there, is there a sense of you kind of someone goes online and finds the best reviews or, or word of mouth? What's How do they find? Like, how do they narrow it down to, say, Burger Priest? Or is it maybe just 
a cross-section of three, because you, know, you can always go back and do burgers again in Toronto, right? Like, how do you find those first three? I like to do that. I like to keep expanding out to keep going back there. Um, well, as we all know, the internet is massive, right? Course, so everybody's yeah. got an opinion. Everybody's got a blog. They go after food bloggers. And right. food is oh, okay, such so, a big deal. Yeah, of course. Because it's so popular, everybody's yeah. got an opinion. This is my favorite milkshake, and they'll write about it. So right. my production company, Pyramid, and the people that work there, the associate producers, they just go online and they start, yeah, what's no, the I best guess. burger? Yeah, top three, sense. top four. They'll look at them. They'll check them out. Yeah. Then they this, send this out. This place has been on five of the ten bloggers' top Yeah, things, Burgers so. Priest has been open, I don't know, what, four or five years? No. Maybe not no, there no. that long? Like two uh, or three. Yeah, no, you put, you put in best years. burger in, in, in uh, Toronto. Burgers Priest comes up four times. Yes, yeah. yes There's another yes. guy called um, Holy Chuck. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That never I, made it into the show. So we got a portion of our show. called Streeters. When I walk around asking people on the street, we're going to oh, get a good yeah. burger. We're going to get a good taco. Right, right, right. And that's happening real time. That's not set up. That's real. That's what the, me just walking straight sure. up. It's like spritzing with people yeah, yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. So I'll walk up. We're going to get a burger. And so many people screamed out this holy chuck. For whatever reason, we didn't have them. We yeah. didn't get them on the show. Now, yeah, I, I mean, you, you can't have just, three. I mean, you can only have three. But we get, now that the show airs, we're getting letters and emails from everybody. You should have gone here. You should go here. You should try this. You should try that. If we get a second round, maybe we will. You know, but the thing, what 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 I like even about the idea of some of these shows is that uh, you know, because everybody eats. And and, 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 and and no one's going to be like if you just say the premise of the show, uh, no one's going to be like, uh, oh, that's bullshit. I'm not going to. No one's uh, because, that sounds but stupid. It, but it's yeah. not really because trying every, to find the best of something like that that I might eat on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what's really cool about it? And we've been finding this out now because we did an episode in Calgary. We did Pizza Wars in Calgary, and I know because. I know the. Th- All both. right, so guess what we're having for dinner tonight, Dave? The, the we're gonna three, find some pizza place. The three place, and I'll tell you where to go. Seriously, it's not yes. far from here. It's not far. I might, I might even come with you. Um, what they're doing now, and I know the three places that we went to in Calgary is that people that live in each certain town, they'll go to those three restaurants. They know who won because they see in the episode. But right. now they'll go check it out, and then they'll give their opinion. While well, you guys got burned, or yeah, this is the best place to go to. Yeah, they should. And you that, know what they should do. I mean, not to tell pyramid. They should get people then to because it's so easy to film something now. They're like, if someone goes to one of them based on the show, they should have a little segment on the website of people who have actually now gone, yeah. tried the pizza, and given their opinion on it. That's a great say, idea. Say like, you know what, uh, Burger Wars. I went and I had. I the, disagree the three, with the winner, yeah, and yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I think uh, Total Chuck should have won that. That exactly. Thing. You're absolutely right. That's, That's a great a, idea. They can have that idea. That's a great idea. I just want a free burger. There's there's one uh, there's a <laughs> there's a guy in Chicago that we did the pizzas in Chicago. Oh, you did sh- oh man, oh, that man. must it have been amazing. It was just amazing. That aired yesterday. That was the last right. episode. But there's this guy, just a guy. He 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 was doing some other job. I don't know what it was. All of a sudden, he bought a bus. He bought a little school bus, little handicap bus, retrofitted it, and does tours. He does pizza tours. He was doing this before we even showed up. Well, yeah. And what he does is he picks three restaurants, four restaurants. Sure. He sells 20 bucks a head to people. They go to eat three or four restaurants in one night. They have a slice of pizza and a glass of wine. He charges these people 50 bucks a head. And now we came in. We did the three, three restaurants in Chicago. Now he's added those restaurants to his tour. Yeah. It's the best idea I've ever heard in my life because the restaurant's paying him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, restaurant yeah, kicks yeah. him back some money. He makes money on the guys he sells the tours to. It's yeah. like a singles night out. It's like a couple's night out. Sure, I get oh, it. What a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I said, what would you pay for this bus? Oh, I got it from a friend. I paid four grand for this. Are you, why am I so stupid? I haven't thought of this idea. Right. So anyway, uh, people in, in the towns that we've gone to, they see it on the show. I want to go try this burger. I want to go try this. See if that guy knows what he's talking about. And then especially because uh, a couple of times we've had ties. And when right. there's a tie, then I have to give my opinion. Yeah. And oh, really? It, okay. Yeah. We've had, and, that's, and how do you have a tie with nine friggin' judges? Uh, it happens. Yeah. Okay. It wow. happens. But uh, And that's what pisses me off because now I've 
played up the whole episode where it's all up to the judges. Yeah, yeah I don't I have, have to pick anything. Right. I'm, yeah. yeah, and then I open the card and go, it's a t- oh, for Christ's sake. Now I have to give my opinion. Right. And every time I've given my opinion, has been my honest opinion based on just my flavor and, and my interaction with the chef. And that's the best thing about it is because, yeah, you're right. I don't have to be somebody I'm not. Right. I don't have to pre- pretend. I'm not right. smart when it comes to food. I don't care. It's not my right. job. It's yeah, not but, but, then it's, but, but it all comes down to taste. And so it's like, you know, you, it doesn't matter smarts. Who knows? But it's like, hey, if that tastes good to you, then that's the best to exactly. you. Exactly. Right. And I, I'm just not adventurous when it comes. And they keep saying uh, one lady on Facebook got pissed off at me. She sent a letter or first episode or second episode, she wrote, I can't believe this guy's never tried blue cheese before. <laughs> why can't you believe that? Yeah, 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 right. You don't live in the world that I live in. Yeah. Why, why would I even, I can't wait, think of waking up one morning and go, geez, I want to try some blue cheese today. Right. Well, the yeah. time that I tried it was in Vegas. It was a first time, and I fucking hated it. Right. It's the most putrid shit I've ever put in my mouth. Next to Not Gouda cheese. Not on wings. No, but on the burger that I had it on, it oh, was amazing. Oh, yeah, it was delicious. spectacular. Delicious. But then I talked to the chef. I go, what did you do different from what's on this burger to cutting off this chunk of blue cheese? Well, it's mixed with buttermilk and mayonnaise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, you bastard. There's no blue cheese in there. There's maybe this much. You'd be yeah, a big yeah, chunk of real blue, blue cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. You know, same thing with Gouda. I'm just... Why would I try that, Darren? Why? You know the world I, I came know. from. You know the world I, I came from. I didn't write you Dave. on Facebook. I'm not we're upset on the about road. it. No, I'm saying we're on the road. We're going from town to town. We yeah. don't have a lot of time to eat. I stop in at a gas station to pick up a sandwich. So I'm not going to be starving when I get to the now, hall because they have wings. But yeah, or, or you go to a place. You know, I'm like, not going oh, to five-star resor- uh, restaurants every time I'm on the road. Yeah. Or, or you go to a place and they're like, uh, well, what kind of cheese do you have? Well, we got yellow cheese and white cheese. <laughs> orange cheese. Orange cheese. Orange, you got orange cheese. Well, now, and you mix them up all together. So it's, <laughs> is it only the three categories right now? Burgers, right now it is, yeah. Right. And is there – if I know that you're done the season. The season has aired, and you're now hoping to you know, find out the second season. But is the idea of opening it up? Because now – being called Burger Wars, I would I would love to see like the best fish and chips. That's something that is heavily debated in every city too. I agree with you, and that's uh, they've kind of it's talked too bad about they that. Call it food wars. In well, the, there's in the food beginning. wars. I mean, that's when it was initially pitched to me. It was Burger Wars. Right. It was only supposed to be about burgers. Right. When we got picked up. That's when they said. We're going to do uh, tacos and pizzas as well. Pizzas, right. I'm very happy about. Yeah. Tacos, I knew nothing about. Right. I wasn't a big fan of them because the only thing I knew about tacos was the hard shell tacos you get at this, you know, no, supermarket and you make yourself at home. Dude, yeah. I didn't know nothing about yeah, tacos. D- tacos are delicious. I, now they are. Yeah, now yeah, I know yeah. so much about them. They yeah. could, there's, the ones in Toronto were amazing. The one that I picked the winner in Toronto because yeah. we had a tie. And if you see the episodes, like, are you serious? You picked that winner? I did pick that winner, and I never had that kind of talk in my life. Do you, do you ever have this, uh, like, if you go into a place now, and if you might be recognized from the show, they're like, oh, shit, he's doing reconnaissance missions now. No, it he's hasn't sneaking happened. into places. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, just give him the best fucking burger we got. And then they're sitting there watching. It's like, oh, is he smiling? Is he smiling? Oh, he wants, to, he, wants us to, he wants us to cut it in half and wrap each half separately so he can eat it at home, too. What does that mean? Does he like it? Does he want to savor it? Jeez, I wish that would happen. i just get a free burger, and that would be great. Let me I mean, there's all no. kinds of things like fish and chips, spaghetti. Well, that's we've been talking about this as we were filming it. As we're going along, we go somewhere else because we're eating that food all day, right? Yeah. For me, I'm having if it's a burger episode, I'm having a burger for three days. On my fourth day, I don't want a burger. Right. right so we're in a pub, we're having something else. We'll get wings, we'll get a sandwich, we'll get a wiener, or a hot dog, whatever it is. Hey, what about hot dog wars? What about fish and chip wars? Yeah. What about pub food? What about delis? And all these ideas. Yeah, yeah. So the it best really smoked is meat sandwich. Best, that's what I want to do. Best smoked meat. Best poutine in Montreal. Yeah. We haven't been well, there you yet. Gotta so do there's, that. there's a bunch of them. Like, why 
be pigeonholed into this one little area. Yeah. So I hope to God that's what they're having their meetings about because like the they're constantly having meetings. Like the show Burger Wars because it kind of started that way. Yeah. And just because it's another that's food. still Someone's the name is like, the umbrella. No, no, I throw other shit in there. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when we, we did <laughs> Chicago. Legs, you can only do burgers. When so we did times. Chicago, it was a big deal to me to do Chicago for a lot of reasons. I've never been to Chicago in my life. Right. I always wanted to try authentic right. Chicago deep dish pizza. Right. And I just wanted to see Chicago. Yeah. You know, next to New York, that's the next place you want to see, right? And it's amazing. It's an amazing town. Go to just, Memphis and do ribs. I mean, I want to go to Memphis. I want to do. I want to do barbecue in Memphis. I want to yeah. go to Graceland. I've told Mark Walker that we're going together. You're going to yeah. come with me, and we'll both cry at the at the grave of Elvis. Absolutely. All of that kind of <laughs> shit because it's all from my it's all from my point of view, from my experience, right? Yeah. Dangerous Dad had an Elvis burger. They know I like Elvis. Yeah. So right away they wrote it into the show. So I'm bringing shit to the show that they never thought of before. I'm I don't like being a vegetarian. I don't like anything about vegetarians. <laughs> so anytime I ask somebody on the street. We're going to get a good burger. Oh, I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. Why? Why are you a vegetarian? Do you realize that we're only here because we eat meat? Yeah. You know, like, it's just, and that's the one thing that they like about it because I'm not politically correct. I don't well, we're, all, yeah. we're born with fangs. Yeah, this exactly. That's why we have these apart. things, yeah. you know, right? So I, I, I can play up that angle. I can play, so now they're starting to use my, my wants and my, my uh, desires into the show. Chicago was a big deal. They already picked it. Yeah. But when we got there, it was a big deal. I made a big thing with the Chicago Deep Dish Pizza and the city and everything else. So I said, okay, well, if we're going to do that, let's, let's do Philly cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. Oh, that's what they're known man, for. Yeah. You know, let's do barbecue in I Memphis. Agree, I agree. Let's do all of these other things. Uh, you know, let's, let's do something uh, like a, a luau in Hawaii. Yeah. Let's do smoked meat in Montreal. Right. Yeah. You know, let's, let's do well, a Montreal Jewish, you can do too. delicatessen in New York in a Jewish neighborhood. Let's do all of these things that, you know, all of them are war. You could easily do in, in Montreal best smoked meat sandwich, best poutine. There's like a two-banger right there. Right there. It's a two-episode thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't be pigeonholed by just the three. It's a, it's, yeah. it's what the audience wants to see yeah. what, through my eyes or, or, or whatever, because it, the way we're shooting the show, no other shows like are doing me, it. I, I pitched a show years ago, and I wish you know it went, and I thought it was a good idea at the time. But the idea of the show was it was like people would two comics would go or two people coast would go to cities and show you the nightlife in those cities of tourist cities because a lot of tourists go to those cities and they know to go to the the resort, but at night, what the fuck do you do yeah, in yeah. Cancun yeah. when you're not just a spring breaker? You know exactly. what I mean? And you should see five places and, and things to do and, and all that. And the same thing with food because people travel and tourism is so big uh-huh. that they will come to Toronto. And after seeing the show, they are going to go to Burger Priest now. Exactly. You know, it doesn't just affect the city. It affects the tourism it, that brings in that city. And that's but, another thing about our show that's different is we are not just a food show. It's, it's billed as a food travel show. Right. 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 Yeah. And, it's the, and the travel part is seeing me land in that town to show yeah, that sure, town, all right. that to show something of that town. The other shows... The guy's just talking outside the restaurant. Here I am in such and such. Let's go in the restaurant. Right, right. You don't see anything about that city. Yeah. You're seeing me in that city. You're seeing me in the uh, uh, um, John Hancock building in, in Chicago. You're seeing Union Station. You're, you're seeing very quickly. Yeah, but you're, no, there's it. no doubt I'm in that town for the right. first time. I've blown my mind in that right. town yeah. and seeing things I've never seen before. Yeah. And it's the food. The way we present the food, we're shooting it in a way that the other shows don't show it. Don't show it. They're showing our, they're, we're showing their burger, their first burger. And it's all slow motion ingredients. So somebody at home can actually write that shit down. You got to be quick. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. here's the bun. Here's the sauce. Here's the special sauce. Here's the ingredients. Here's the meat. Here's why this meat. It all comes down slow motion. It's food porn. And everybody that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody yeah. that's yeah. seen the yeah. show go, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. It's meant to make you hungry. It's meant to be not just about me. It's about the town and the food. Yeah, you, you've actually given me an idea that I'm, I'm going to pitch a show where I just go to uh, strip clubs and find out the best free buffet at every strip club. I'm just like, <laughs> can, I, can I host that one? Can I host that one? <laughs> I think we should That's a great idea. All right, that was the end of, uh, that was segment two 
uh, for our conversation with Chris Nanaroni. And uh, we will be right back after these words. The Mayans loved our show, and they're never wrong. This is Anything Goes. Hey there, this is Jimmy Mack, and you can follow me on Twitter at Winnipeg Mac. Or you don't have to. But right now you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio. There we go. Holy shit, man. One take Mac. One take Mac. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes, and uh, my name's Dave Martin, and uh, we are Darren Frost Free this week. But uh, remember, you can catch Darren at the Yuck Yucks in uh, Ottawa on New Year's Eve. And, um, yeah, go up to him. Say hi. Say hi. How are you? And all that shit. So uh, we're going to be going back to our interview with Chris Nanaroni. And here we uh, talk about getting back into stand-up. And we talk more about food and um, the burger wars and taco wars and fish and chip wars and just all those wars. And I don't know if we take a moment of silence to remember all those that have lost their lives in those uh, food wars. But... um, or just they got their stomachs filled with food. And anyways, war is hell, everybody. So let's get to the final segment of our conversation with Chris Nanroni. Take it away, guys. I'm just curious now, uh, what's, uh, what's the state of you in, in doing stand-up too these days? So during that period of time, you couldn't really do a lot of stand-up. No, the time, to doing yeah, that, the timing right? wasn't, uh, wasn't great because we'd go out uh, two weeks of every month uh, for seven months straight. And you know how it is to book shows. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't yeah. know when I was going to be in town. I didn't know what was going to be available. Uh, the clubs are booking so far in advance. I mean, Yucks books, I don't work for Yucks anymore, but uh, the club that I was working for in Calgary, the Laugh Shop, they're booking four, five, six months ahead. Yeah. And right. he's doing a lot of concert shows. So yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. one, two concert shows a month. Right. And why it's good for me is that he'll call me to come in and do the concert show. So I come in and host it. So when I come in and host it, I don't have to really depend on material at all. I spritz my shows. Yeah. Sure. And you're the MC, and I've always I've tried to tell, again, going back to, Telling these young kids when they start out, when they get to do an MC show, they blow their load when they're MCing. Right. They do their best shit when they're MCing. They do the big closer, the big store showstopper when they're MCing. I look up to go, why are you doing that? You're giving it away for Christ's sake. If you ever get the data headline, these people have seen that shit already oh, yeah. 20 yeah, times. They're not going to come back. What do you know? You don't know anything. All right, then. All right, happy trails. Well, I was just All the best to you. I was just always curious if, like, if people would, uh, like, if people would recognize you from the show and then they're like, it not and even if they don't intentionally go out to see you because they know you from the show, but if they're at a show and then you're and then they see, oh, I think oh, it's a lot of that. Oh, this guy's hosting, and then they're like, oh man, I can't wait to hear some burger jokes. Or, yeah, or so, is there any element of that? Or have you actually, or have you developed material from like going through the process of the shows? Not really, because the show's so new, and we just finished up our first run yeah. literally this week. 
So it hasn't been out. I haven't been up on stage. Maybe one or two people come out. They have seen the show, but they don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. They'll say, you know, did you really like that burger? Did you really like that taco? <laughs> That's pretty much where it ends. But, okay. So for me to tell a story about what happened at a certain shoot, if they haven't seen it, yeah. they wouldn't know. Right. I mean, we were doing one shoot. Uh, but in, even though traveling, you must be picking up on material it, because it, you're having new experiences. It may not be about food, but, you know, you're in Memphis or you're in, in Vegas for your first time. Yeah. You yeah. must have wrote a couple things or, or you have thoughts that were funny about being in Vegas? Thoughts that are funny for me to be in Vegas. When we were in Vegas, we were shooting at the pool that was uh, the Siegfried and Roy old uh, um, area where we used to have the, the lions and tigers and shit sure. and everything else. Now they're gone. So they're, they have a dolphin aquarium. Right. And, no uh, one's going to get their head bitten off from a dolphin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, can we get the least aggressive animal? That- the least aggressive. The most, yeah, docile animal out there. So they wanted me to meet the chef at the dolphin arena, the okay. dolphin area, dolphin pool, whatever it is. And there's kids and there's families and everything all around there. And they say, okay, Chris, why don't you walk up to the chef and say hello and get this is how you introduce the episode. And then there's the dolphins. So then they say to me, ask the dolphin where to get a good burger. Well, of course, I know what's going to happen. I'm not stupid, right? There's four 600-pound dolphins right in front of me. So I stick my head really close to the dolphin, and I say, buddy, where can I get a good burger? And, of course, they splash me from head to toe, right, with a little squeaky, squeaky, and they splash. Now I turn back back to the chef, (laughs) take off my sunglasses, and literally I did say this. I said, can you barbecue a dolphin? <laughs> Holy shit, did I get yelled at four different times. Yeah. Like, I, it was the worst thing I could ever have said. Why? Because you can't say that about a dolphin. Well, because they're cute. Because they're... they're cute, because they're endangered. Yeah, they said got, it's funny. You it's a joke. Smoke. What else am I going to say? I know. Yeah, but... I apologize four times. I got yelled at four times from the publicity people, from the people who run the hotel, oh, from That's... the chef, and wow. from my own director. My own director took me apart. Right, but that's, uh, that's when I stepped aside. Okay, you know what, you guys? This is a fucking joke. That yeah. was the only line that yeah, would have worked yeah. there. The yeah. reason why it was funny, you know, that, because, yeah, you know how intelligent these animals are? Are you telling me this son of a bitch understood what I just said? <laughs> are you Actually, kidding? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> the dolphin's it's smiling. just a joke. <laughs> the dolphin's calling a lawyer He's right now. He's laughing too, for Christ's sake. I, I just, uh, but then at the same time, I mean, but yeah, like when I, when you were describing it, I mean, I was thinking, oh, he's got to make a, a cooking a dolphin joke. Sure. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but then I can see, like, the publicity department being They like, went nuts. They went absolutely yeah. crazy. It was like, it, it was the air. worst. So what, it you did. said it. It did. <laughs> it did air? It did. Yeah. Because the producer sided with me. Right. My producer, Buddy Day, is a smart guy because he laughed. Well, yeah. While everybody else was giving moment. me shit, we sat down, we talked about it. I go, listen, you don't really think that I went out to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> right? I mean, it happened in the moment. That's the line that needs to be there. Yeah. yeah. He That's goes, comedy. I agreed. I'm going to play it back at the studio. He played it for th- four people that weren't there that day. And they all laughed. Right. Right. And that's genuine. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the most pure laughter is laughter you don't think about. Yeah, or even that. Like, Somebody slips are... on a piece of ice, you laugh, and then you go help them up. Right. right. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, right. that's the whole idea the way I looked at it. Like, the total, what pissed me off is how everybody almost attacked me because I said, okay, pro- the hotel publicity people, promotion people, I get it. Right. That's their job. Yeah, right? of course. I don't need my own directors tearing me apart, going, dude, dude, you can't say that. You yeah. can't say that. I go, bro, it was a joke for Christ's sake. Of all people, you're the one that should be defending me. Yeah, but I mean, they hired a comedian. What do you think a comedian was going to do? It's not like do? I was going to rape the fucker right there. I, mean, I would. That'd <laughs> be my bit. Yeah, exactly. That'd be I my mean, bit. How dolphins aren't, as, dolphins aren't as beautiful as you think they are, those little bastards. You know what I mean? But it just it didn't make any sense You ever sense had a dolphin and a taco? If I found three places to cook dolphin and a taco, would you eat it? Absolutely. Would do an episode? Absolutely, I would. Hey, Why wouldn't I? He's uh, dead already. What the hell? I didn't kill him. That's okay, what... <laughs> we we got to wrap this up. So people want to get a hold of uh, the show is on CMT and the show is on CMT. It airs every Monday now that we're probably going to go into reruns. Hopefully, season two will become up. And okay. also, we got picked up in the states. 
So it's airing in the States right now, but it's you called Best channel? in Chow. Sorry? What's oh. on what channel? It's on know? the cooking channel in the States, and it's being renamed called uh, Best in Chow. Okay, good. That's okay. That's the, yeah, I, so it's I great. Like we got a U.S. Because that way you can open it up more. Exactly. It's, it's 10 times. I mean, food's big in Canada, but it's like it's astronomical in the States. Oh, I know it is. I, know I mean, it is. it's just crazy. I mean, the biggest stars are coming out on food shows now. Yeah, yeah. No. Right. You know, is that, I hate to use that kind of a term or that kind of. Uh, no, you're right. That's just uh, the, the rock the only stars thing I'm after, are now food people. The only thing that I'm after is exposure so I can put my own tour together, put yeah. my own friends to work, put my own shows together, and then show people that, you know, Canadians are probably the funniest, most talented comics on the planet. Stop going to the U.S., stop going to U.K. and everywhere else. Look at us guys here, the yeah. comics that are here. We're not all well-known. We're not all household names yet, but it doesn't mean that you can't go to a comedy club. Even when they don't put your name on the friggin' marquee, go to a club, yeah. and you're going to see the best comedy talent you're ever going to see if, anywhere. If people anywhere. want to get a hold of you, do you have a website? What's the best way? I do have a website. It's Christino.ca, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-O.ca. And are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Chris Nanaroni. Was that a question? I don't know. It's your Twitter feed. I don't even know. Wait, what is my stupid Twitter name? We'll find (laughs) you. We'll find you. We'll find you. The last name is N-A-N-N-A-R-O-N-E. Twitter and Facebook and uh, all of that. You know, and and I think the the best thing about you and the show and the whole situation is that at the end of the day, you are yourself on the show. And so no one's going to watch it and go, "Why ah, you're not the same guy as that thing. But, uh, yeah, I think no, no, I'm, I'm not that smart to play it. All right. well, I, 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 I think that's really angle. cool. And uh, I hope people watch it and I hope people come out to the clubs and uh, come down to the club so we can put shows together and go see uh, all the best Canadian talent that we have here in this country. Uh, thanks for, thanks, uh, right, thanks cheers, a lot for man. coming down, man. That's hey, really thanks cool. for having me, guys. So all cool right. to be on your show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. It's be very, very cool. All right. Well, that wraps it up for another week of Anything Goes. Uh, we are Darren Frost Free, but like I said before, you can go and check him out on New Year's Eve at the Ottawa Yuck Club along with Derek's again. And, um, you know, give me a call. I'll come and hang out at your uh, place. And uh, I'm a lot of fun uh, <laughs> until I black out and then, uh, uh, and then who knows. Then you can tell me how I was afterwards. And like I always say, I always love a good Dave Martin story because sometimes it's the first time that I'm hearing it. So until next time, uh, we hope to hear, we hope to be talking to you more in 2014. Um, Thanks for listening. And uh, remember, party hard and party safe. Goodbye, everybody. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes hopes you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy.